Welcome back to Diamond Gems, a Shape by Sports baseball podcast. I am your host, Jacob Coates, and today I am joined live and in person by my brother and co-host, Isaac Coates. How's it going, pal? It's good. I'm great. This is uh, feeling really weird. I'm just sitting right beside you, talking to you, also while looking at a computer screen and in in images. Yeah, just a straight mirror of ourselves here. And I'm sure Jacob's not very pleased because I still haven't brushed my teeth this morning, so my breath is probably just... Stinking it up a bit. What? Yeah, this is quite oh, horrific. Wow. This is we are <laughs> we are absolutely slumming it for the listeners. Um, anyways, let's let's get right to it. I think we should probably start by talking about the Rays and Red Sox game that took place last night. Now, unfortunately, it is Canadian Thanksgiving for uh, us up here right now. So Isaac was at a at his girlfriend's place. Shout out Avery because they get mad when we don't say their names, um, for dinner last night and missed uh, the craziest yeah. night of baseball I honestly think I've seen in my entire life. So how are you feeling about missing that last night, Isaac? You wanna, do you have a couple words just to describe how you're feeling right now? I do, but it would get me into a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, I was very pissed off that I missed it. Um, to watch the replays Jacob gave me the live reaction and I was like what the fuck did I just miss um and going back to watch it I've never seen this the baseball just showed its ugliest side ever last night um financially fucked a lot of people up I'm sure with their brackets um (laughs) And emotionally just everything it's this is not what we expected and to see it go down like this I don't even I don't have words for it I'm so pissed off that I missed the game but I'm so pissed off for the outcomes and I'm just so confused by all the rulings and everything that happened yesterday so I don't know Jacob if you can clear it up for me but what the fuck happened yeah so there might have been other people obviously that missed the game yesterday and for those people There was two horrific things in my mind that happened to the Tampa Bay Rays in this game. So, firstly, uh, Randy Arozarena hit a double that was probably going to be a triple. As he was rounding first base, Kyle Schwarber clearly walked into the line of Randy Arozarena, tripped him, clear as day, tripped him, and caused him to literally fall to the ground and ended up with a stand-up double at second base. Now, typically, you would think the umpires would recognize that as obstruction and award him third base, where he clearly would have ended up had he not been tripped by Kyle Schwarber. Now, a lot of people are saying that it was intentional by Kyle Schwarber. Can't really confirm that, but, I mean, you're a big league baseball player, you're a big league first baseman, and you're just kind of wandering into the path of the player uh, it, it does kind of seem like one of those accidentally on purpose situations. Now, I don't know how much that really affected it because I believe the next batter ended up striking out anyways, and there was no wild pitches or anything. So if he was at third base, but you never know, right? Like it, it could be pitched differently. Things can change um, based on the fact that the stress to the pitcher having a guy on third instead of at second. Um, I don't know where you stood on that Isaac but that was pretty bad to me but I think the main thing we really need to get to is this Kevin Kiermeyer double that took place and the the problem with this was it wasn't a double but it was ruled that way so bottom of the or top of the what what inning was it like the, the 13th I think nice. it was extra, extra innings. innings um Kevin Kiermeyer hits a ball off of the wall that then comes down, hits Hunter Renfro, who's the right fielder for the Red Sox, goes out of play. They rule it a ground rule double. Now, when the ball hit Hunter Renfro and was leaving the yard, the runner at third base, Yandy Diaz, was already at third base. He was coming home. So there was absolutely no chance, no chance whatsoever that they were going to get him out at the plate. It was as clear as day that he was going to score. It was also very apparent that Kevin Kiermeyer was going to round second base and come into third base, no problems. That's not what happened. That isn't what happened. It's fucked. It's, it's, it didn't happen. So by rule, by definition, 
And Isaac, I don't know if you pulled up the actual rule there. Um, do you want to? Do you want to read the rule? Okay. So what happened? Chief Holberg, Sam Holberg, was um, obviously made available to reporters, and he said it's item twenty in the manual, which is a ball ball deflected out of play, which is in reference to official baseball rule number whatever. We don't fucking need to know the rule number. You don't care. It says, if a fair ball not in flight is deflected by a fielder and goes out of play, the award is two bases from the time of the pitch. But once that ball hit the wall, it was no longer in flight. Now that the ball, now the ball bounces off the wall and, de- and is deflected out of play off of a fielder. That's just a ground rule double. There's no, this is, this is what he said. There's no, he would have done this. He would have done this. It's just flat out in the rule book. It's a ground rule double. So the umpire's hands are tied in this situation. There's nothing that the umpires can do because if they decide, fuck that rule, let's just put them where they should have been, mm-hmm. then that game can be, um, what's it called? Protested. Protested, thank you. That game could be protested by the Red Sox and things could change because it's a rule as clear as day in the rule book. Now, the only way I think that changes is if they deemed that Hunter Renfro intentionally knocked the ball over the fence. But that rule does not specify if a, if somebody intentionally puts it over the fence. So now we have a sketchy area is, can they put it over the fence? And if they deem they did it intentionally, can that now be protested and say that's not actually what the rule states? Even though the spirit of the rule might be something else, but if you're reading the rule black and white, it does not say if the um, if the guy just fucking swings at the ball and knocks it out of play. Like we don't know. So I I have no idea how to interpret this because there's clearly a major flaw in this fucking rule yeah. because a ball coming back it hit it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that ball hit the wall, bounced off the ground, hit Renfro, bounced over the fence. You're not wrong. So okay, so what's the difference of him? kicking a ball out of play like does this does this now make okay he did this on purpose so then he intentionally threw the ball out of play meaning they get two bases or so but I, it doesn't state that in the rule if it's unintentional versus intentional even though I'm sure that's when the interpretation of the umpire would come into play but the fact remains this ball hit the wall came back hit the ground then came off of Renfro and now it's a ground rule double. So now people are going to use themselves as fucking backboards to <laughs> knock every ball out of play if there's a chance oh of a triple God. or anything else or the runner scoring from first base, which I think is the craziest part of this. Yeah. Now, I, now I'm thinking in the offseason, because this, this is a major shift in this game. Obviously, we saw Vasquez hit a walk-off home run the, the bottom of the inning. It was a two-run shot, so who actually knows what would have happened if they would have pitched differently in a safe situation? Um... So there's Maybe a whole lot of things, but this is something they're gonna, they're gonna have to revisit in the off season, like h- how this ground rule double play rule actually comes into effect. Because I, I mean, in the history of our lives and in baseball, I have never seen this happen, where a ball bounces off, like in this situation. I'm sure it's happened, but I just have never seen it like this impact the game this deeply. So this is a rule that absolutely has to be looked at and addressed because this is some other type of fuckery that I like I have no words for it it's crazy this actually did happen to the Blue Jays I can't remember the specific play but Sportsnet was actually showing it last night where uh, a fielder it was at the Rogers Center someone hit a a, like a a single probably down the line uh, and hits off of the fielder's glove and goes over the fence and they had this basically the same thing happen now it was a regular season game and shit wasn't as crazy and so it just didn't make the waves that it's making now and i think that it also like given the circumstances obviously the heightened emotion and everything it's it's just it, it seems obvious that this needs to be addressed in the off season and to me it, i don't understand why you're penalizing the Tampa Bay Rays for what happened here because it to me it's an error on hunter renfro he booted the ball like the ball came off the wall bounced up hit him in the arm and went over play out of play mm-hmm. how is that not an error on his part so why like it's an error on the fielder it's not an error on kevin kiermeyer for hitting the fucking ball 
100 plus miles an hour mm-hmm. off a wall in right field. So I just don't understand how it's it's possible that the Rays get penalized for this. To me, you have to allow this to be a judgment call by the the umpires. And I know people are hesitant to... To put more power in their hands. Exactly. Yeah. Put more power in the umpires' hands, uh, given how how poorly that has gone. Because we even saw that yesterday, too. We'll get into that. After. Yeah, we will get into that after. Um, but... I just don't understand because anyone that's watching, and I'm sure those umpires were saying, yeah, we know he was going to score, but there's just nothing we can do about that. So you have to be able to go to New York or something and fix this and make it right. Um, the one thing I, th- I find crazy is, you know, if if he were to, uh, like, throw a ball into the crowd on an error, they the umpire then awards an extra base based on where the runners were at at that time, correct? Mm. So then the run would have scored in that situation. So why is this different than then? Why are you doing it from where they started? Because like Isaac mentioned earlier, it allows the opportunity for people to potentially purposely throw it over the wall or something just to get a ground rule double and save runners from scoring. Mm-hmm. So absolute madness. Um, I just do want to give a shout out though to Christian Vasquez for hitting that two run homer. Obviously, the Red Sox caught a break and took advantage of it, and that's what you have to do in the postseason. Uh, this could f- seriously fuck up my bracket. I have the Rays winning the World Series. <laughs> yeah, that's a um, fuck up. And honestly, I I don't regret the pick. Um, I think the Rays got fucked out of that game last night and uh, could have won had that not happened. So yeah, but I mean, they got fucked in this game, but in game two of that series too. So yeah. I'm not I'm not thinking that uh, the Rays are winning the World Series based off their play in the playoffs so far. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, that's all the hot air we need to blow at that, I think. Let's move over to the Wait, hold on, hold on. I have a question. Do you think the ground rule doubles is a stupid rule anyways? Because yes. I, like, I know the ball goes out of play, so you have to do something, but most of these gappers, there's a guy on first base. There's a very high chance they're going to score. So basically, it's a reward for the defense for fucking, well, not the defense, but the pitcher for missing a pitch and giving up a gapper. So mm-hmm. really, this I think this rule needs to be addressed, and I know people don't want to bring more judgment into the game, but like the team, offensive team shouldn't be penalized for hitting a well, having a well-struck ball. Um, so yeah, I mean it's a rule that has been here forever, and we're, we've never really talked about it, obviously, because it's fine. It's fine and dandy until it fucks up it's the fine playoffs. Until it's not. It's completely, it completely altered the series and the playoffs and everything about it. And I know these plays happen once in a while, but it's it's fucked. It makes the baseball look like a stupid ass sport. Yeah, I think maybe one thing they could do to address it as well is just literally take it so that, like, when the ball leaves play, like, where were the runners at that time? Like, would they have scored? Mm. And then you can award, like, an extra base based on which bags they've already achieved at the point of it leaving the ballpark. I think that's another way you can make it more of a firm set-in-stone rule that doesn't count on umpire discretion as much. Um but yeah, this they have to do something about this. This is absolutely insane. Um, but yeah, let's move over to a judgment play that happened last night in the Chicago White Sox and Houston Astros game that, like I just said, was a judgment call. Okay? And they blew that call. This is not the same situation as the one we were just talking about in terms of it being a written rule in the rule book that the umpires couldn't do anything about it. It just, you know, um, that's not the case for this one. So essentially, Yasmani Grandal's at the plate. He hits a ground ball to first base. There's a runner breaking from third base to home. Yuli Gurriel picks up the ground ball and tries to throw home to get the runner out at the plate. There's one issue, and that issue is Yasmani Grandal standing about two fucking feet off of more more (laughs) he was on the fucking grass yeah he was in the grass clearly off the baseline trying to obstruct this throw the ball strikes him in the arm or the shoulder and it does not get home the runner scores everyone's freaking out on the astros saying well obviously that's out you can literally see in the replay 
Martin Maldonado, the catcher, walking out and literally pointing at the obstruction and giving the out sign, like doing the umpire's job for him. Um, And everyone comes out and freaks out. The umpire's like, whoa, 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 okay, chill, chill. I'm going to go talk to them. They talk about it, and they still get it wrong. I understand umpiring is a difficult job. That is not a difficult call. You have an umpire on first base. You have an umpire at home between the fucking lines. You know there's a running lane. You could go to New York in foul if you want. territory. There's a fucking running lane for the guy running to first base. It's not like he was straddling the line at all. This is a, look. Jacob and I umpired for since we were like 12 years old. We learned this when we were 12. We learned this before we were fucking umpiring rookie ball, and we were calling rookie ball players out for running well into fair play when they're going home to first base there's clearly there's a running lane for a reason you are not allowed to be in fair territory and you cannot be that far in fair territory and it's obvious like you're watching the ball come in and all of a sudden you see Yasmani Grandal get hit by the ball and then you look at and you're like oh okay well he got hit but then you look at where he's standing it's like he's clearly yeah he's doing it on purpose for sure okay so the ball wasn't hit down the line the ball was not hit down the line. The ball was hit about six feet off of first base. So if this ball's hit six feet off of first base, the first baseman should have a clear line to the to catcher, the plate, to yeah. the plate. So he throws a straight shot like that was headed directly to the plate. So there should be no interference there. So why in the fuck does this hit somebody? Yeah. How does that hit somebody? And how does that how is that not picked up? Um, was I guess that's not a reviewable play. Either like I, I think I think that the umpires, if they wanted to get a second opinion, could go to New York. I don't think Houston can challenge the play, but obviously the umpires thought they had it right on the on the field, so they didn't change it. Yeah, which is stupid. Y'all want people keep talking about they want ump- robot umpires calling balls and strikes and shit. Now you need fucking robot umpires monitoring everything. Yeah. We okay. We just, I was. We were just saying five minutes ago that we need to make the ground rule double a judgment play. But then we flip over to this game and we're like, "This is why we don't look, want too many." Judgment isn't this supposed to be the best umpires in the playoffs? How are you so fucking stupid? How are you making two hundred fifty million dollars? Uh, not sorry, two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year to be that garbage at your job? You have one fucking thing. The two things to look at when the ball is hit and play in that scenario, and that is. Making sure there's no obstruction. Well, there it is right there. Making sure there's no interference. Making sure everything's like, I don't know. There's two umpires standing there. Ball's a fair ball. There's some, they're obviously look both looking in that direction. So I'm, I'm confused by that also. Um, yeah, I don't know what you have more to say. I keep ranting about it, but no. I I'm on board. I I <laughs> see. This is the thing. I I don't want rom- robot umpires, obviously, because I think that. Um, that would take away from the game and make it too mechanical and not necessarily exciting. I think it's good to kind of have the human element, but sometimes it just goes too far. And it's <laughs> like, what the fuck are we doing here? This was, everyone can see it. We have cameras everywhere. Yeah. We know that everyone knows that that was the wrong call. So why also, is it being called that way? There's six, six fucking umpires in a playoff game. Yeah. So I was I was wrong. Sorry, I said there's yeah. one guy yeah, at home, true. one guy at first, but there's also somebody in this right is the field. Playoffs. One guy in right field. There's three umpires looking at this play, and we're saying, okay, maybe then then people might say, oh, well, we're wrong if the umpires there's six umpires in the field and they still settled this. They pulled the rule book out for the play that happened in Boston last night. Go look at the rule book for this rule. It is the most clear rule in baseball. Is you can you can't do that. There's a lot more flexibility and judgment when on the baselines and people running off of the base path, going from first to third, first to second, second to third. There's a lot more judgment in that. But a runner should be running straight to first base in that scenario, and they have the entire foul territory with essentially to run. Well, not the entire foul territory, but. There's a clear range. They put why why do people think there's running lanes? Why do they think they put that little fucking backwards four up there? Or is that a forwards four? Get on the right side of the road, Yasmani (laughs) Grandal. Like let's go. Okay, I think this is a perfect time to bring up uh, Ryan Tapera's comments last night because I have something to say on the flip side of Ryan Tapera's comments now. 
So, okay, you want me to say uh, what Yeah, happened? I wanted you to say what happened. So, basically, uh, Ryan Tapera. I guess we, maybe we should run through the series first, actually. Okay. Because I, I want to say this for everybody that picked Chicago, which seems to be a, f- a hell of a lot of people. For the record, also, I'm wearing a White Sox cap, so if you see some clips come out, uh, this is just one of my favorite uh, hats to wear. Um, but also, I'm definitely heavily cheering for the White Sox, <laughs> despite the fact that I picked the Astros to win. I think the Astros are the better team, and I think they're probably going to win the series, but go Sox, go. People put too much value in Chicago and in the White Sox. Not only, they're, they're playing, they played baseball in the worst division, by far. Worst division, um, I don't, did any, was anybody else over 500? I think no. Cleveland was somewhere in the 70s. They were like two games under 500. Yeah, so that's the second best team. And the only, literally the only guy they had was Jose Ramirez. Uh, no disrespect to everybody else on that team, but no. Jose Ramirez, <laughs> I don't care. Even Shane Bieber, like whatever. They got Cal Quantrill, man. No. Canadian <laughs> boy. He had a great <laughs> there season, go. actually. But, okay, I want to pull up these winning percentages real quick. Because people were put, thinking... I saw a lot of brackets. I don't mean to disrespect Greg's bracket, especially because he picked them to, I think, win Things the World Series. Things are not going well in Greg's bracket. But, we can talk shit about Greg's bracket. But Also, shout out Greg. Sorry you're not here oh today, yeah, but happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Enjoy your, uh, your your football day and family and all that stuff. I said, I said earlier that Seattle was probably like the worst, best team in baseball. It's not the case. Versus teams over 500. Chicago White Sox had a 482 win percentage. They were garbage against good teams, but thankfully, they played so many shitty teams this year due to their division. Versus teams under 500, they had a 623 win percentage. This was the sole reason they even made the playoffs. Beating up on bad teams. So they beat up on bad teams, and they showed their true colors in those first two nights in Houston, and they did not look like a team that could compete. Um, so, I mean, yesterday they needed a lot of help from the umpires to win the game. Um, it worked. But, yeah, I think White Sox are not as good as people think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, let's cut to, I guess, last night's fiasco. Yeah, so, I mean, last night it was just a it was a wild game. Ended up 12-6, I believe, was the final score of that one. Um, it was exciting. It was the first time playoff baseball had uh, happened in Chicago. Uh, with fans, uh, or sorry, in the south side of Chicago, with fans since uh, you know the Jim Tomey era, so it's been it's been a while for White Sox fans, and uh, it was like it was lit, like people were going crazy, the the shots that panned over the stadium, it was pandemonium when the camera was panning, it was crazy. Um, that's a bar. Ah, uh, that's a bar. Yeah, thank you. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was really exciting to see that. Um, but we already touched on the biggest part of that game, I think, that was that, that play at the plate. But after the game, things got quite exciting as well, Isaac. It's weird. That moves us into what you wanted to talk about, which is the Ryan Tapera comments. Yeah, well, Ryan Tapera blatantly accused Houston Astros of cheating. Again. <laughs> Wait, okay. This, I, well, hold we on. Didn't I just find thought of something, this. too. This is the same... The, the White Sox have been hard on the Astros all season long about the cheating scandal. Mm-hmm. When Do you guys remember uh, when Carlos Rodon was asked about uh, the sticky stuff crackdown? He said, you were going so hard on people midseason here with the sticky stuff crackdown. Uh, and the Astros got away with winning a World Series cheating. And they faced absolutely no consequence. So... This is not a team that has been quiet about how they feel about the Astros, and I think maybe we kind of slept on that a little bit going into this series. So, anyways. So, we were kind of woke up this morning by this comment because we didn't watch the post-game press conferences. Like I said, I was at Thanksgiving dinner uh, with at Avery's, and then Jacob probably was in bed because he goes to bed that no, I don't know. I watched the games. What the fuck are you talking about? Um, well, uh, but we didn't watch post games because whatever. They feed off each other. We, sure, we'll sure. find if anything happens, we'll find out in the morning if there's somebody saying some reckless shit. John boys. And turns out, time. fucking Ryan Tapera says some reckless shit. Um, so obviously the first two games were played in Minute Maid Park, but I don't have the direct quote. But the comments were along the lines of, um, saying that the swings and misses tonight from the game in Chicago were vastly different than the swings and misses that Houston had 
at home in Minute Maid Park. Like they were laying off pitches that they probably shouldn't have been laying off, and they were taking close balls, and they were only swinging. They were swinging at breaking ball pitches, like they knew that that they were coming. And then they flipped to Chicago, even though they put a lot of runs on that board too. Apparently, it just it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same feel. And he said something about the sketchy pass. So he was kind of. Yeah, I have the direct oh, quote here. Sorry so, for fucking dancing around. No, it. it's okay. You, it's, it's all good. So this is the direct quote. They've obviously had a reputation for doing some sketchy stuff. I think you saw the swings and misses tonight compared to the first two games at Minute Maid. He obviously said more, which Isaac kind of just touched on. But that was the main gist of the quote um yeah so my question is is there any valid is there any valid points in this or is it merely the fact that they were once a cheater and now once you're you're once a cheater you're always a cheater and you're always going to be looked at under a microscope and be have be scrutinized more because you can easily say the flip for chicago white Sox who didn't show up at minute Maid park whatsoever and all of a sudden they came home and they put how many runs did they put on the board in that 12. game? They put 12 runs on the fucking board. So just to be fair as well, so Houston in the first game scored uh, six runs. Second game, they scored nine. And last night, they scored six. So it's not really that, it's not like, you know, they got shut out last night. They were still hitting. So yeah. it's kind of interesting. He says there's a different feel. Now we know that teams can steal signs basically legally, not cheating, not having cameras and and TVs and wired to the dugout. Like, that was obviously what took place there, having buzzers on. Um, Shout out Jose Altuve. People can, people can tip pitches. People can steal signs. Um, it's, it's possible that that was taking place as well. Um, so it is kind of a, a hefty accusation yeah. especially, to level, especially when, you know, they still put up six runs on you. Yeah. Uh, they lit up Dylan Cease in... He mm-hmm. was what one and two thirds inning gave up like four earned or something like that. Yeah, um, I so. just yeah. I I honestly think like I don't mean to defend Houston because obviously I I also dislike We're Houston. We're Houston haters strongly. I'm so, I'm so sorry to any actual um, Houston Astros fans <laughs> that listen to this. I don't think you exist, but if you but, do, yeah, but but so they had. I'm pretty sure what was it? They had Chicago had five runs in total in the series going into Chicago and they doubled their run supply so you can easily flip the flip the script and say all of a sudden at home Chicago is raking maybe they're cheating too also isn't a cheat isn't somebody cheating breaking a rule that's in the rule book to use to their advantage that would be what the clear definition of cheating is so technically they cheated. Chicago cheated. Yasmani Grandel ran six feet into fair play, running the first base. That's infraction in, in infraction of a rule. He got away with it just like Houston did in 2019, just like Houston got away with it in 2017, 2018, 2015. All their existence, probably, I would assume. They cheated. They cheated. Everybody cheated. Clean slate. We're good. Houston's a much better team. We will see them in the NLCS, hopefully not against Boston, but we will see them. Anyways. Okay, well, that was, that, was quite, that was quite the leap to make there, Isaac. But uh, I like it. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't think the White Sox are cheaters. Uh, I know, We know the has, Houston has We saw them happened. cheat. We didn't see Houston cheat this series. We saw Grasmani no, Grandal cheat. What we saw last night was the, the White Sox taking advantage of stupid umpires. Also, that was a smart play by We him. need to shout. Because it was a clear out. I mean, we shouldn't give Grasmani Grandal credit for that. He fucked up by hitting it there, so... Whatever. Yeah, true. He tried to. We need to. Yeah. We need to touch on the fact, though, also that Angel Hernandez is umpiring games in the postseason. I don't think we should touch on that because um, there's a there's a lot of ethical dilemmas with <laughs> Angel Hernandez in oh, the playoffs God. as he has sued uh, the umpires union and MLB many times over for racial racism, racism and discrimination. Um, but his umpire report cards speak for themselves. So. Yeah. So this yeah. no Slipper we will slope, Jacob. fuck it Isaac. We we're, we're going to talk about it. Uh-oh. Angel Hernandez is umpiring games in the postseason because the MLB has fi- faced all of these allegations from Angel Hernandez. He's fucking trash. He's <laughs> the worst umpire in baseball. Like Isaac said, the the report cards speak for themselves. So why why would he be there? Why would he, we know why Wh- he's there? Which game was he I'm doing sorry. yesterday? Was he doing that game? 
I think he uh, was doing the Red Sox game. Oh, okay. No. I can't remember. He had a game, though. <laughs> uh, I, I'm so confused that uh, you're supposed to put out your A team in the playoffs, too. Like, we have the best players, in, well, the best teams, at least, in the playoffs. Not the best players, because all the fucking MVPs aren't even in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy. And one Cy Young winner, that isn't. Um, but, yeah. Aren't, why if they're pulling the a, why can't the umpires pull their A teams too? Like I mean, Joe West is behind the dish all the time. He's garbage. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just we're not. What are we doing? Yeah, I, it's 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 not necessarily a case, I guess, of uh, Angel Hernandez pulling his cards as much because multiple people are pulling their cards. Joe West is umpiring postseason games because of his seniority, who he is as a personality and stuff. So maybe you know what? Maybe Isaac. Angel Hernandez has a case here. Joe West is terrible. He's still getting games. <laughs> but okay, as but a big white cowboy. There's terrible. There's terrible, and there's Angel Hernandez. Angel Hernandez has like I swear to God an eighty percent efficiency rate at first base when it should be like ninety eight percent. Angel Hernandez is doing Dodgers Giants. I just looked it up. I knew I saw a post. That's not an important series at all, right? Like the two best teams in baseball. Yeah. No. No. Two best teams. Let's let's give them that's, the worst umpire. The, oh, maybe maybe they want to expose Angel Hernandez because that's obvious. This is the most watched series of the postseason, getting the most viewership of the postseason. They get every primetime spotlight on the networks at 9:30 p.m., 8:30 p.m. So they're putting Angel Hernandez under the bright lights just to show how bad he is. So maybe it's a smart move by MLB. Yeah, maybe MLB. It's a bold move. I think MLB. I have. A conspiracy theory, Jacob. We love conspiracy theories. Let, they, me, let me switch hats. I'll put on a tinfoil hat. <laughs> Fuck yeah. They do not want to pay the umpire union. They do not want to pay this many umpires to umpire games. They are advocate, advocating for robotic umpires. It's a hefty price to begin with, but in the long term, it's going to pay dividends. They want Angel Hernandez to be the root cause and the face of robots. <laughs> wow. That is that is an you're taking some bold <laughs> bold stances today and I love it. Someone's gonna do it. That's good shit. Maybe, we're turning this into conspiracy. I thought pod, you were gonna say way. this. Yeah, this is a conspiracy baseball <laughs> podcast now. Baseball doesn't exist. Uh, the YouTube channel. This is basically what we're doing. Podcast version. Um, I was gonna say though, like, I think it's just maybe. I thought you were gonna go in a direction of saying that they're putting Angel Hernandez under the bright lights so that they can expose him and have the entire baseball nation understand how bad he is so that there is so much justifiable cause for termination that <laughs> that they that he they could just let him go and the courts would be like listen we all tuned into the Dodgers Giants series we saw what happened angel ain't nothing happening here but you being bad at your job but I don't even think I don't even think that's a conspiracy theory. Because why else is he having the games? Why is he in L.A. and San Francisco to get him off the, the MLB's? You lawyers, think I you think. think you put him in the playoffs? You would at least hide him in the series that maybe nobody's watching. There's a game on right now. It's Milwaukee and Atlanta. Yeah, so we're gonna wrap this up soon so we can get to watch. <laughs> but my that. point is, why wouldn't you put him there? That's like the games. Those are honestly like I love Milwaukee. And no disrespect to Atlanta, but that's they have the two worst records. Well, I mean, Boston has a better record, I guess. But they really are the worst two teams worst in... I'm not... Yeah, not the worst two teams. But anyways, this is like the lowest watched series. So why wouldn't you hide Angel Hernandez unless you wanted everybody to see how fucking bad he is? I don't think this is a conspiracy anymore. I think no. this is just factual things that you're bringing forward. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we shall see but anyways just a fucked up night capping off an amazing week of baseball so it was a terrible display of baseball last night just for the sport it looked really bad um obviously drew some headlines but i almost i hated baseball last night like i absolutely hated it i'm kind of glad i was away because i think i would have thrown something through our tv through my parents tv and i don't think they would have appreciated that very much anyone um, saw that saw the shape by sports um story last night that i did of myself losing my fucking mind i okay that full discretion that was the third take i was i was going on live and i was waiting for people to come in no one pulled up so i was like fuck this i'm gonna just record a take right now 
I recorded a take, like, recording through Instagram story. Didn't work. It, it, it was glitching for me. So I lost that. Third take, I was still losing my mind on the stories, and I was able to put it up there. And this was like five, like ten minutes after that shit had happened, and I was still heated. My parents were back at uh, the parents' crib this this weekend for Thanksgiving, and they were out walking dogs. They came back, and I was just standing there, disgusted. They thought that I was physically ill. It was it was a bad scene. It was I was so confused and disturbed. I don't even know how to describe it. It was Honestly, just a mess. I saw so I saw this story before I actually saw what happened. Like I said, my night was overtaken by my girlfriend's Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, shout out Avery. Shout out Avery though. Um, anyway, so I saw the story first, and I saw him yell. I just I actually had my thing muted because I was at dinner. Um, <laughs> dropping that. I just saw him yelling to the camera. I was like, something just fucking happened. Something happened. Jacob's, Something happened. Some, something's not right with him. <laughs> and then a couple hours later, he sends another thing. Like, what the fuck? Everything's just... It was a crazy night. I don't know. Yeah. It was a crazy shit. Oh, Anyways, man. the other series are pretty good so far. Are you enjoying those? Yeah, that's, that's where I was just going to get to. Thank you for that smooth transition, Isaac. The other series are pretty good. Nothing fucked up going on, even though Angel Hernandez is at the helm. Yeah. Um... Yeah. So I'm the series I'm probably most interested in outside of the Rays and Red Sox. I think that that's probably the biggest one to me because I have so much. That's some bias. Yeah. I'm. I mean, I'm cheering for the Rays. Nelson Cruz, love of my <laughs> life. Randy Arozarena, the new love of my life. So I love both of those players. Obviously, big fans of both of those guys. Um, cheering for both of them. I hope Jasmine doesn't listen to this pod. No, it's okay. It's, it's she's fine. okay. She's yeah. in, she knows. We're, we have an open baseball relationship. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> so, basically, uh, like, that Rays and Red Sox series, to me, is is the most exciting one um, because I, I just don't think Boston could beat them, and now they're leading two games to one. So, that's pretty crazy. Um, seeing Randy in October doing all the things he's done, you know, stealing. Did We, we haven't even done a podcast since he... That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. We just had a fucking amazing week of baseball, and all we're talking about is what happened in a span of two hours last night. Yeah, so Randy (laughs) Rosarena stole home. That was pretty cool. Stole fucking home. Yeah, and in the same game that he hit a home run, it's the first time it's ever been done in the postseason. It was game one. We all thought, oh my god, Randy Rosarena is Mr. October. He is. He is. He broke Barry Bonds' record last year, and then first game back, he he hits a home run, like a huge home run, and then he steals home, like the same game. Yeah, and he's just got so much swag. Every time he does it, okay, I I actually wanted to bring this up. I have another conspiracy theory, Isaac. Uh oh, it's not that crazy. Oh. Randy Rosarena is doing this celebration every time where he, when every time he does something good, he bangs on the Rays logo on his chest and then points to the ground. Do you think? That he is saying the Rays need to stay in Tampa Bay. Why? So nobody recognizes him? <laughs> I don't know. He's not going to get paid there. The only chance of staying with this organization <laughs> and getting paid is if they fucking move. You know that. They had they had the lowest attendance in baseball, essentially, throughout the season. And they had 100 wins. They no. If this is a ploy to stand Tampa Bay, attached to the twenty-five fans that come out every day. And oh my God, there was also a home run in that game. They hit the fucking roof. Like oh yeah, <laughs> Tropicana Field. We need. To, we're done with Tampa, man. We're done. I, if you're a Rays fan from Tampa, I am so sorry that you're one of the forty thousand that really do love their team and do deserve a team. But you need to move. You need to get out of the swampland you live in and move they to don't a live state. In the swamps in Tampa Bay. Uh, they're all Tam- Florida is just a fucking Clearwater, swamp. Right on the beaches. Florida is a swamp. No, it's I, not. <laughs> what, since, uh, what, since when are you American? We're we're Canadian, man. This is f- to us. Florida is luxury. Okay. Move we, to we, Georgia. We drive, cheer for Atlanta. No, we drive to Florida all the time for Disney World and beaches. It's like the <laughs> we most, take advantage it, of you. It's the most accessible like beach vacation that there is. Don't talk shit about them. I'm not Tampa talking Bay shit about fans, them. I would like to apologize 
you for, guys had have Tom Brady. You guys have Randy or Rosarena. You have. I mean, I guess I can't really put Tom Brady and Rosarena. No, you can't. They're, <laughs> they're exactly the same. There's and the Lightning. The, I forget about hockey too. You have like three of the best franchises in true. sports, and this, this is what I'm saying. They Lightning all, fans showed out though. Did they? Or yeah, they're they all did. the? No, are are they not all the old people from Canada that they nah. just go retire there? Nah, they're the people that that's are working at the strip clubs and stuff that like hockey. That's the shit that goes down there. Anyways, Anyways. <laughs> wow, we said that at the same time. Job. That was cool. High five. Uh, this is cool working in person. I like this. Um, where were we going with this? I feel like I'm on something crack about right now. him. St- <laughs> <laughs> but do you? I love people. <laughs> <laughs> I love people that say. Like crack. Uh, okay, sorry. <laughs> office reference. We're both office nerds. Uh, if you, if you we, I don't know if we've ever confessed that on the show, but that's that's a f- another fun fact. This is getting off the rails quickly. Rays Red Sox, good series. We've been off the rails the whole time. We were never on the. We don't have any fucking thing planned. No, we don't. This is maybe this is the problem. We normally have like a shit ton of notes written down, uh, and I follow the lead. I think this is better. I don't know because all all we have right now. Is Jacob's right beside me, but we're both looking at the screen because we're both on camera. But I'm looking at Jacob on the screen. He's looking. I hope he's. He might be looking at himself. He's a little self self obsessed. I do. I like to see how I'm looking. But anyways, yeah, we yeah, don't have anything to go off of. Jacob has the scores fire. up here, but yeah. No, what so do you want to talk? About? <laughs> we're just gonna talk about the rest of the series. So, uh, what are your predictions for today? We have four games going down. Um, it's tied zero zero right now as we stand. Brewers Braves. Um, what are you looking at? I, I, I didn't look at who's pitching today. For Brett Anderson. Versus. Or no, it's not. It's Ian Anderson for the Brett Braves. Anderson. Brett Anderson. The fuck? <laughs> um, versus Freddie Peralta, I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. Well, my prediction. Uh, we're back. We're in okay, Atlanta well, let, now. Tell, tell people what your prediction was at the beginning. My predi- my prediction at the beginning was Atlanta because I just, I, I, I thought Milwaukee's offense is it's a bottom 10 offense in baseball. Mm-hmm. So I really thought I I mean their pitching is the best staff in baseball. I don't want to get that wrong. Bullpen, Milwaukee was my too. favorite team all the way through the year this season. I they were my projection to make the to be the division winner in a pretty like co- competitive division. So I picked Atlanta off of my gut feel and then I don't know I'm, I feel like I feel myself kind of swaying a little bit after watching the first two games. I know they lost two days ago, but if they keep the score low, then I think Milwaukee wins the series. And, you know, they kind of, I feel like we should have known that they were going to keep the score low because they do have the best pitching staff. Um, but I, I don't know. I still... Oh, it takes this bad inning, though. That's that's my exactly. concern. One inning will cost Milwaukee a game. Yeah. And, I mean, the series is tied 1-1 right now, so... I th- I'm, still, I th- I'm still going to stick with my gut then because just to... Fu- I, my heart, I'm not picking with my heart. I'm picking with my head maybe i don't even know well now, i don't have much and now you're head. through their their three-headed monster yeah right? you face, well you're not you face burns woodruff and uh and peralta, peralta you're facing right now so now they're gonna have to if they if they're running the three-man rotation which most teams do in the postseason you're gonna face corbin burns next i think this is going to game five yeah i think it'll be a five-game series for sure but, i think atlanta gets the edge yeah i'll still take atlanta i think corbin burns and most of these milwaukee pitchers they monitored their innings pretty heavily throughout the regular season. So you could say that maybe that works to their advantage because mm-hmm. they're more rested than some other starting pitchers. But in my mind, they were resting them, and now you're going to ask them to come back out on short no. rest and do more for you. But you're they resting might not be up to that workload. They might not be, be at their best. I don't know. Cause, so you face, you're going to face Corbin Burns in Game 5 again. I think Corbin Burns is still going to pitch a gem. So this is... This is a very tough call here. This is the one series where I was like, I'm yeah. sure you were too. We were both just, we don't know what to expect. Because well, if they, it depends whose game is being played here. If one if one inning gets blown up, then Atlanta is going to take these games. That's That was a risk. The volatil- like volatility with uh, Milwaukee was mm-hmm. that. Was that one inning is going to be the one death of One bad inning can ruin it. For sure. So, yeah, we'll see. But I, I still got to go with Atlanta. We'll see in this game. By the way, it's at the top of the third. So just yeah. a reference point from where we are when we're actually recording this. Yeah. So then, uh, the unfortunately, the Astros and White Sox game was postponed due to inclement weather. That'll be picked up tomorrow, I believe. 
Um, I really hope Houston comes out and just lights the shit out of Chicago just based off of what Ryan Tapera said. Tapera comes out, gives up like eight runs in one inning, just like two grand slams or some shit. That'd yeah. be crazy. Look, because what I'm saying is this: Houston has a real dynasty here, and their dynasty is now just like... Tainted. Completely tainted by what's happened over recent years. So I, I do want them, for Houston's fans' sakes, for baseball's sake, to come out and just blow these fucking teams out of the water. Do you think it's best for baseball if this whole scandal is is kind of forgotten? Yeah, this because we had the sticky substances this year. Every it's baby, baseball is completely a tainted sport with cheating, and obviously last night what happened like just fucked up rules. Baseball is a mess with, of that right now, and baseball shouldn't be like baseball is one of the well, baseball is it's our, to be such our a favorite sport. sport. Like it's a great sport, but with Houston being the best team and them cheating, it, it's kind of ruined things a bit. Even for me, I'm like, oh my god, pe- just play this fucking game clean. Y'all y'all just kill Barry Bonds. <laughs> but you're accepting the, all the other cheating scandals, so I just want Houston to come win a World Series fucking clean, so we can clean the slate and move on in 2022. See, I, I'm a little bitch that holds a grudge, so I'm, I, I hate Carlos Correa, Altuve, uh, Yuli Gurriel, Martin Maldonado pisses me off because mostly because of the shit that he was doing around the All Star break. Remember when he was gonna get voted in, like, he, and he was trash. I don't know. He pissed, he's what annoying. You? He's, he's also no. no he's, he made, he's made some super okay. annoying comments. Remember he was uh, he was like mocking um, Aaron Judge or whatever for that like pulling on his jersey or whatever. Like nothing under nothing under here. But um, Aaron Judge mocked them. Whatever. I'm sensitive. It's okay? eye for an eye. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, so that, I mean, that'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, obviously, the Dodgers-Giants, you said you said that uh, the one you were most confused about probably was, was Braves and Brewers. I honestly, I think those two series um, are the, the, were the toughest to call for me. I picked the Giants based on the fact that I doubted them the entire season. And they continued to prove me wrong. Who are they? Why? Why would that stop now? And also, they had a very slight edge in the regular season over the Dodgers. If I, I went based on the the head to head, the Giants were ten and nine against the Dodgers in the regular season, and I basically was just like, well, if they can hang with them in the regular season, why can't they do it in the postseason? That's what I went with. Um, and it's tied 1-1 right now. So I hope we get five games. I hope we get five games for all of these series. Honestly, it's just it's better that way. Um, this is the first time in several years. I think it was 2015. I don't have the exact number in front of me. I tried to look it up earlier, couldn't find it. But I believe 2015 um, was the last time that there was no sweeps in the division series. Um, minus last year, that was kind of like a, a different year. Um, that I, I didn't really count that because, you know, they had the expanded playoffs and, and all so of that shit. So if the Dodgers so The won. last regular playoffs where someone didn't get swept in the first round uh, was 2015, I believe. So it's been a while. I think I'm a different. We're a little bit farther apart on the Dodgers series. Uh, Max Scherzer's pitching today. He was a little bit shaky in the wildcard game. Um, but... I, they're back at home in Dodger Stadium on their own territory. I think they they actually take these next two games. They don't haven't had they haven't announced their starter for tomorrow, uh, but I do believe this game this series can be wrapped up in four. It's going to be a grind, but I think the Dodgers are going to get the edge in four games here. You don't think that the absence of Max Muncy is a huge loss for them? Oh, it's a huge loss. But San Francisco broadcasters and fans are saying, oh, it's equal to Brandon Belt, which is absolutely not. I don't think people are saying that. The The broadcast did compare and say that they both lost their first baseman. I don't think any reasonable San Francisco Giants fan is saying to a Dodgers fan, you guys lost Max Muncy. We, we lost Brandon Belt. That's the <laughs> same thing. It cancels out. That's not true. Uh, Max no, Muncy but... could win the National League uh MVP award. Look, but they Brandon played. Brandon Belt's not going to do. They that. essentially played without Cody Bellinger, 
all year. And Cody Bellinger doesn't exist. And, Cody Bellinger is dead. And Chris Taylor in September was horrific. And both of them have not looked bad. In fact, those two in combination won the game, the wild card game. Cody Bellinger hasn't looked terrible in the playoffs. It's because he cut his hair. It's because he, he does look different. He looks less like a stoner here. Um, he's but a professional he's stoner a professional now. stoner now. <laughs> and then Chris Taylor, I mean, these are good players. This team is still friggin' amazing. So I'm not too concerned. They also have a better, I want to say a better pitch than that, but this old-ass team is killing it still. Um, but we kind of saw Dodgers blew it up offensively in game two mm-hmm. and that's kind of why i'm citing them. their pitch is going to be on max scherzer is not going to be shaky in two straight starts in the playoffs max scherzer is a hall of famer and a first ballot hall of famer to be clear and i don't think he's going to get bounced around at all in this game coming up so i really do think this is going to be wrapped up in four games all right i'm only worried about boston now this is fucked yeah i mean that could be over tonight We'll see. Ooh. We'll see. Can you imagine? We might have to have an emergency podcast. I said that last week and we didn't do it. Maybe we should do an emergency live that doesn't go as poorly as the one we did. Yeah. So I've, I've done some research on, on how we can make the lives better. So, uh, yeah, maybe we'll, cool. we'll just hop on a live and throw up an IGTV or something. And then maybe for the listeners here that don't want to follow us on Instagram, for some fucked up reason, our Instagram is sick, okay? You should definitely follow us there. Uh, Shape by Sports. But uh, if you don't have Instagram, obviously I understand social media is a cancer. You don't need to have Instagram. <laughs> but <laughs> follow our, us. But our Instagram is amazing. But, sick. but it's cancer. Yeah. Um, did we mention a Rosarena stole home plate? Yes. How many times? Not enough. One more time. Randy Rosarena stole home plate in the same game that he hit our home run. That's all for today. Game one. That's all for today. Thank you so much Barry for listening Bonds. to this episode of Diamond Gems. It has come to you Bye, live, Greg. live from my parents' basement. Shit was lit. Thank you for joining me in person, Isaac. This was really cool. Uh, yeah, follow us on Instagram, Shape by Sports. Check out the website, shapebysports.com. Like and subscribe. That's the best way you can support the podcast. In case we do something reckless on Instagram and our Instagram gets deleted, you need to know when episodes are coming out. Like and subscribe. We love you. Let's go. Let's go.